Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. heavy metal and hard rock anywhere on blog talk radio heavy metal mayhem with the big cheese Alright, how's everybody doing tonight? You have a beautiful day here in the New York area. The sun is out. I almost hate to be in here doing the show, but I got a great guest tonight. Bobby Leatherlungs Lucas is going to be calling in. Uh, Bobby's back with Overlord, as everybody knows. Uh, he's been with a lot of other bands. We're going to get to a little bit of them in a little while, from Seven Witches to Morbid Sin and on. So, how about we start things off with a little Overlord? Hell hath no fury. <laughs>
have no fury. I didn't expect Bobby to call in the show, but Bobby, you there? Yes, man, I'm here. Hey, what's going on, buddy? How you been? I'm doing great. How are you? All right, pretty good. I was going to give you this big intro a little later on, but I got you on now. <laughs> That's cool. Don't worry about it. I, I thought I was supposed to call in at 6, so I called at 6. Nah, no big deal. I was going to make you sound like you were the second coming of Christ, but I got you on now, so uh, <laughs> we'll get things going now. So how's everything going, buddy? Very good. Can't complain. All right, I know you had a you had a show last night. Before we can get into Overlord, we'll, we'll start with Sanctuary, I guess. You had a show last night, huh? Yeah, we had an awesome, awesome. It was the Tribute Beast. It was uh, my buddy's band, Troy Noor, from yeah. uh, the King Diamond Tribute, them. They're an outrageous band. you got to get out to see those guys. They're theatrical. The guys got King Diamond down to a T. Killer. We had uh, our buddies from British Steel doing the Judas Priest Tribute. Uh, my buddies Luke and, and Pat and Dan and Tommy from Kiss Alive, the ultimate Kiss tribute. And, that of course, like uh, oh, it was great. And, of course, you had uh, uh, Sanctuary you had uh, closing the show. Downstairs, let me, let me tell you about downstairs. Into the Void played. It's my buddy Matt Dillon, uh, who used to be in Sack Blavis, and uh, Tom Capobianco, who used to be in uh, uh, Sabracadabra, of course. Okay, and yeah, it's their I new Sabbath. They they sounded great. They played downstairs. I went and checked them out. It, it was they were amazing. They blew me away. They were so look out for those guys. They're they're killer. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. I'm I gotta get out and see you guys next time you're around here. I know you're right over the bridge from me over here in Perth Ambo. You're not too far away. Yeah, no, uh, not far at all. I'm gonna catch you guys the next time you write thing back to uh, maybe make it over here to Lamar's. I know they're doing a lot of shows over here now. Yeah, it's it's it's. I really the the metal scene. You know what? More people are coming out to the shows. It, it's yeah. looking a lot better. Uh, it's really encouraging, you know, it makes me feel really good because for a while there it was dying down, you know, it was hard to get, you know, 50, you know, 40, 50 people in a club, you had to, you had to kill yourself for a while there, and uh, now it's it's great, it's just like a, a resurgence, you're seeing a lot of young people there too, I mean, I'm seeing kids that, you know, they're like 16 years old wearing Iron Maiden t-shirts, and, and I'm just like blown, blown away by the reaction, and, and they know all the words, and it's just great. Oh, it's incredible. I don't know if uh, last night they had that uh, 666 documentary on by Maiden. It was on VH1. Yeah. I know you were playing, but... Uh, I know. I missed it. I was I was a little aggravated about that. But uh, I'm sure my guitar player, Mark, uh, he, he'll, he'll have a copy for me. Oh, yeah. Plus, so, on cable, so they'll show it 45,000 more times before Friday exactly. anyway. But uh, great documentary, and they were saying the same thing. Somebody asked uh, Bruce Dickinson a question about like going out and doing like the oldies and everything, and he's like, you know, he got offended by the question. I was asked, his ex Batty Trunk, as a matter of fact. He says, we're only doing this show because we have generation, you know, like the younger and younger generation coming out there, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids in our audience who never heard these songs. And that's why we're playing it. We want them to hear the older stuff, not just what we're doing now. That's what's just great amazing. about it, too, to hear the older stuff, too. I mean, who wants to just hear the new stuff? I want to hear, you know, as much as I can, you know, the catalog. So that's what we yeah. try to do, too, when we represent Iron Maiden. We try to give them a little bit of everything. We give them piano years. You know, uh, the only thing we haven't touched on yet was the, the Blaze Bailey era, but we're probably going to do Klansmen and uh, Future Real and Sign of the Cross. Eventually, we're going to hit those three out. Yeah, those are two forgotten records by that band. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, I don't want to say anything bad, but I think he was just a bad choice uh, range-wise for the band. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just couldn't, you know, if you saw Maiden Live with him singing it, he struggled. But uh, his stuff on his own is great. I mean, I think the the Blaze solo albums are, are pretty killer. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, what he did with them in, on, in the studio was, was cool for, you know, what it was. It was a little darker on the first album. And uh, I think on the, on the uh, 
the, the second album with him, they, they tried to go a little more towards what they used to sound like with Bruce, but, you know, everybody wanted Bruce back. What are you going to do? Like with Priest, everybody wanted Halford back. Of course. It's, right. Like you said, it was a bad fit. Gary Sharon and Van Halen, you know, you sometimes you're grasping exactly. the straws, you're trying, and it's just, you know, it's hit and miss, and yep. with a band like Maiden, it's hard, especially when you had Diano, and then Dick, it's, it's just, you know, it's just hard to replace those two guys, one after the other. I still remember the first time I heard Number of the Beast. And I, I mean, I was nervous because Deanna was gone. And, but then when I heard they got the singer from Samson, because I, I dug Samson, you know, vice versa. Yeah. That's still like one of the greatest songs I think ever, you know, ever written in, in, in the new, you know, new wave of British heavy metal. And then I heard Bruce was in the band. I was like, wait, you know what? I can't wait to hear the album now. And then it just blew me away. He brought them to a whole other level when, when he joined the band. It was just amazing. Yeah, without a doubt. I don't think they could have gotten where they uh, they were with Diano and the band anymore. I mean, I, I love the Diano stuff. It's some of my favorite stuff, too. but I think they just hit a you know hit a wall with him. Yeah, I'll tell you, when, when we when we do songs like Remember Tomorrow and uh, Killers, the place goes totally apeshit when we do stuff yeah. like that. I mean, they, they still want to hear that stuff. We do uh, Sanctuary, Iron Maiden, Running Free. We do a lot of good stuff. You'll enjoy it. Anybody out there who's a Maiden fan, come and check it out. Sanctuary's been around for like seven years. They, they're great. They always were a great Maiden tribute, always, and, and uh, put on a great show. And uh, it was just a, a, a lucky thing. Mark uh, heard me with Overlord, and a, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Woolley, I would give him a shout-out because he helped me get into the band. It was through him that Mark got in touch with me, Mark Garcia, and uh, Tommy, Tommy Tulevsky. And it was uh, it was a match made in heaven. It was awesome. These guys are just total Maiden fanatics, and I'm a Maiden fanatic. Bruce is my favorite singer. You know, him and Dio are like my ultimate favorite singers. So it's a good it was one. awesome. Well, I mean, I've watched all the videos you post on on MySpace and everywhere else, and you guys put on a tremendous tribute show to them. And you got Bruce down, Thanks. you know, you got him down to a T. It's just amazing. Thanks. The band, Thanks I tell you, they keep you occupied that band because you got shows coming up all over the place. All oh, the time definitely. You guys you know, it's great because it, it keeps my vocal chops in tip-top condition. And, uh, you know, uh, the guys in Overlord, we're spread out. You know, we got, uh, you know, a guy in Florida, uh, our, our drummer Dave Wren, and uh, John Bonucci is in South Carolina. The uh, closest member to me is, is Mark Emmy Edwards, and he's in Queens. So him and I, you know, we get together, we do some writing and, and recording, and we're, we're busy demoing some stuff now for the next album where uh, – you know, we're shopping for labels. We actually have a few interested labels already that are above and beyond Sonic Age Records who put out Return of the Snow Giant. So good things are happening, you know, and the new material is just as strong, if not stronger. So everybody who's an Overlord fan, you're going to be very happy when you hear that second album come out. Yeah, well, look, it's been a lot. I mean, Overlord's been around, like, since the mid-'80s. I mean, you joined the band around 2000, the end of 99, 2000, and that, around that time, I believe, and... Yep. I mean, the Snow Giant was just like this amazing record that came out at a time when you know real metal was kind of on the wane. It was kind of on the way out. It was like, holy shit, this is you know this is this is great. And yeah, then it, was, it just was, fell apart for a couple of years, you know, after that. And we use it back now, and that's all that matters. All the shit that happened in yeah. the past, you know, that's old news. But we're looking forward. And it's mostly the original guys too: Mark, uh, John, Dave, right? Yep, that's the original. Uh, the only uh, you know person who's different is me. It was uh, a singer, Pat O'Donnell, was on the uh, EP in '88. Yeah. And uh, it was five-song EP, and what wound up happening was this uh, This was like a big cult phenomenon overseas, and these guys didn't even know it. Um, they, you know, found a box of the albums uh, somewhere, the vinyl, and uh, they were getting these outrageous prices for, for, uh, for, for the vinyl, and they were like, what's going on with this? And they checked into it, and there's this, like, big cult following for Overlord. 
overseas, and they're like, holy shit, uh, you know, we got to get this thing back together. And uh, they they saw me. I was in I was performing with uh, the progressive band. I did one album with Exhibition with former members of Eternity X, and we were playing the Power Mad Festival in Baltimore. And uh, John uh, and Mark happened to be there in the audience, and they heard me sing. And uh, matter of fact, what they said to me was like, wow, you really remind us of Bruce, um, and that's exactly the kind of singer we want, somebody who's like you. You kind of remind us of a cross between Bruce and Ronnie James Dio. And I was like, wow, thank you. I mean, those guys, I, I couldn't shine their shoes. I was like, this is an awesome compliment. But they, you know, they turned me on to the music, and I really liked it. They had um, four other guys, I think it was something about four other guys in mind. I went up to Pennsylvania to audition, and I got the gig that very afternoon. They said, you know what, if you want it, you got it. So I grabbed it, and uh, we've been you know, making some cool music. Yeah, that, that's a story, but I, I remember the exhibition record, The Sign of Tomorrow. That was, a, that was a killer record. That was a great you know, record. That, that record, you know, people, if, if you dig what I do, check that album out, because you know what, that was never promoted the way it should have been. That's like... Um, it is a strong album. I I, I still love it. I, I, my drummer uh, on the album, Jimmy Peruta, he's in Sanctuary. He's the drummer for Sanctuary, the Iron Maiden tribute. And he, he and I will listen to that album and look at each other and shake our heads and go, "What the hell? You know, why didn't this record, you know, do what it what yeah. should have did?" Uh, basically, it was Lim Lim Records, Lim LMP, just like put the album out, maybe advertise for like the first month, you know, a few slicks here and there in a few magazines and. T- that was it, you know. He never promoted it, never pushed it, never had us overseas for any shows. So of course, you know, it just died a slow death. And yeah, and it's amazing. It's it such yeah. great music, and it just does, you know. I mean, that's the story with a lot of bands and uh, a lot of records. It's a damn shame because you know you got something like that sitting on the shelf, and it, I mean, it, it's tremendous. And uh, I mean, I first came across you back in, it was like the late '80s with Morbid Sin. Yeah, thanks. And that's my first gag. I got all those demos and. I was going to get some on later on, like right before you came on. I, figured you'd fart I don't right even on. have that. You don't have it. I don't, I don't even have, to have that to you. <laughs> no doubt. I'm, I still want to put that stuff on CD. That stuff is great. I mean, uh, thanks. I was going to get on something off of Cauldron of Souls, and that stuff is great. Cool, man. That would be cool if you want to play some. Go for it, man. I will. Did, get did on you a hear bit. the new demo we did? Did you ever hear any of the new stuff? That, I uh, have, uh, let me see, you know, I, I got, I think, the, third of evil, the 13th Child, anything else? I've got that? the 13th Child, yeah, I don't, I didn't upload it, I cool. should have uploaded something, uh, something from that one, because the quality Life's I got it over to aren't, like, the best, and when you, when you put them on the show, they don't sound mm-hmm. as good, so I, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't get those, but I think I got everything, I think there was, like, only two of them that I don't have, I'm trying to look through my list right now, I got, like, like, 20, 30,000 demo tapes in my house from going back to, like, you know, 1981. But I'll, I'll go find that out. And uh, oh, I got to, yeah, I got my good buddy Tommy on the line. He's gonna join us in a chat for a little bit. Hey, you out there? Oh, sure. Yeah. Good evening. Hey, what's going on, Tommy? You got you Bob and other ones with you. How's it going, Tommy? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hanging in there. Sounds cool. Sounds good. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, you know what? I, I got um, you know, I got Bob. I got the arrival of Sin demo, Cauldron of Souls, and the Thirteenth Child. I know you got like one or two other ones. Uh, you know what? The, the, those are the ones. Um. Those are the ones. There was one that was done that we never released. It was done at Pyramid Studios. I think that was in South Orange or East Orange, that studio. And we just got, we never were happy with the mix. Uh, we weren't happy with the way it sounded, and we just never released it. I, I, that's like the lost demo. I don't even know ah. who has that. And it's got a song on it called War Mammoth of the Undead Legions. It was, just, it was sick. It was absolutely, it had Godzilla yeah. at the beginning of the song. Yeah, the clip from the movie Destroy All Monsters, and then the song just like, 
kicks in. It was monstrous. But but the, the sound quality was terrible. I remember that guy robbing us for like thousands of dollars, and <laughs> we were young. You know, we yeah. were young. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, so it, it was just a mess. But um, there's there was some good stuff on there too. Oh yeah, that was, those, uh, those are great songs. Like this is like I said, I would love to hear you like you know be able to do them again somewhere somehow. They're just fantastic uh, songs. I'll tell you between you and me, I'm, I'm we're actually talking the original lineup from 1992. Ah. Um, talking about getting together. Uh, I was just over at the guitar player Chris Mace's house the other day and uh, checked him out to see what he was up to. Um, I heard rumors that they were jamming again and uh, thinking about you know talking to me. So I ran to the bassist. And he said, "Listen, you know, we got something going on. Uh, all we need is all we need is you to come back, and it's sounding strong, it's sounding killer." So I went over to his house and was talking to him a little bit. So there's a possibility something might happen there. Hey, that's pretty good. I'll let you know for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. I know, like I said, with Overlord, you're all over the place, but you got Mark here, so at least you got somebody to bounce things off of and uh, and to play with. So that, that helps out a little bit. But a lot of bands are in the same situation today. They're reunited, and over the years, everybody's just kind of you know spread out all over the country, you know, with their new lives and. I'm sure you'll work it out, you know, get stuff going, too, after the record. We'll get some shows going and all that other stuff. Yep. It's, we'll it, I, I, there's a lot of people that are doing the long-distance thing, you know, and the Internet helps, you know, you being able to send tracks back and forth and wave yeah. files and whatnot, zip disks. And um, I, I'm, I'm involved in another project called Wizards and Kings with a guitarist, a great, great guitarist called Martin Burke from out in Florida. And he is just like, I'm telling you, like the closest thing to Tony Iommi with riff-wise monstrous riffs. And uh, he and I are working together, and uh, uh, Jimmy Peruta is going to be doing the drum tracks on that as well. We haven't locked down a bassist yet, so Martin's doing the bass tracks for now, but uh, that's going to sound killer. Uh, Wizards and Kings is the name of that, so, you know, be looking yeah, forward to I that. Yeah, I saw the site on MySpace. I was, uh, I was looking at your links. I was like, oh, you know, it looks pretty good. Uh, so we're going to look forward to that. And getting back to even between all of that, you know, Seven Witches. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what, Jack Frost is the uh, man responsible for getting my voice out there. I owe him a lot. Uh, he saw me with a band that was actually uh, the remnants of Morbid Sin called Proud Flesh. We were playing in, at the Club Benet up in uh, Lawrence Harbor. Um, now, it depends on who you, who you talk to. It's either in South Amboy, Lawrence Harbor, Criftwood Beach. <laughs> Club Benet yeah. is like, you know, well, the, the, the historic Club Benet is gone now. But, uh, you know, it's called Chrome now, and I don't even know if they have shows there anymore. But uh, I was playing there, and Frostbite was playing that night. Jack's a, a, a old uh, solo band. Yeah. And he heard me sing, and he came up to me. He's like, you know, wow, you know, you, you, you got a really, you know, great voice. And I was like, wow. I was like, hey, you're a really great guitar player. So, you know, we started rapping, and, and he's like, listen, I might be doing something. Uh, I got some interest and, in, in, you know, label interest, and I'm just looking for a really good singer. And. We exchanged phone numbers, got together. We, we uh, The first day we were together, we wrote like three songs in one day. Just bang, bang, bang. Three great songs. We demoed it, and uh, Massacre Records picked it up. And uh, the rest is history. I went over to uh, you know Europe for the first time with Jack and recorded the album in Germany and uh, in Hagen, Woodhouse Studios with Ziggy Bem, one of the biggest uh, producers out there in Germany. Phenomenal producer. And uh, the album came out, and it got great reviews. And... Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I, I owe him big time because, I, you know what, I was plugging away for years. It took 13 years before somebody heard my voice and said, hey, you know what, uh, I got this going on. You know, we got to get your voice out there. And, and Jack was the man who did that for me. Yeah, and those two records were great. Uh, the second one, Heaven, City of Lost oh, Souls. Oh, yeah, City of Lost Souls. Wasn't it, isn't it eerie with the album cover with the uh, Twin Towers on it and the angels flying over the Twin Towers? 
Yeah, and it, it was, was like right. almost a prediction. Of, I'm saying it was like almost yeah. like a weird prediction of 9/11. Yeah. And, you know, Jack came up with the, with the title. He's like, listen, I got a really good song idea, City of Lost Souls. Can you write something, you know, along them lines? You know, just think of something, you know, uh, just go for it, go with it. And I took his idea, and I said, all right, let me think about it. And I, I listen to those lyrics now, and man, I get the creeps. I, I mean, my little hair stand up on the back of my neck. And just some of the lyrics, if you listen to it and read, like, read along with the lyrics, you can totally, like, put that into the context of what happened at 9-11. It's oh, just without a doubt, it is. It's, very you know, freaky. Time, yeah. Very freaky. I mean, and then it would have happened a year later, I think, when uh, when the planes hit the towers. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, just, it's just incredible. It's still not the same when I go to New York and I don't see the towers there. It still, it still bothers me, you know. No, when they were up, uh, just as a building itself, people hated it. They thought it was like this big monstrosity there. Now that it's gone, everybody's like it's not the same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You know, but whatever it is, you can't do nothing about it now. Just uh, try to make sure it don't happen again. That's right. Uh, but I wanted to. I'm sorry. I just want to ask: Was Jack Frost the hard guy to get along with to work with? Because I know you're saying good things, though. You look at all the Seven Witches record, and there's like, there's like, uh, like a revolver door of musicians are going in and out of that band. You know what it is? I think um, a lot of it has to do with he has a vision, and um, he wants you know his things to come out a certain way. And you know you got to respect that about some people. You know they have a, they have a way about them, and they want a, something to be a certain way, and they have a vision. And you know if you if you listen to the albums, and I and I've always checked out the other albums because I I think he's had you know a lot of great albums after me, and, and all the singers were great. Um, I mean James Rivera, I I was listening to him when I was 16 years old in Hellstorm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean uh, uh, the only guy I really wasn't familiar with was Wade Black, but then I I heard the Astronomica album, The Crimson Glory, and that, and that was great. You know, it wasn't the same as the old stuff with Midnight, but it was different, but it was good. Um, but you know. What can I say? I mean, I got along with them, you know, pretty good. Uh, I got along great at first. Um, he got involved in a lot of projects, and you can't you can't blame the guy for that. He was trying to get his career off the ground, and uh, Seven Witches just got a little stagnant, and I, I got tired of waiting around, and I was like, you know what? You know, He's going, and he's doing Sabotage, and he's doing Metallium, and he was doing Speed with Aaron from Annihilator, and I was just like, you know, I'm stagnating here. I got to do something. So um, I hooked up with the guys from Eternity X, and I did the Exhibition record. And um, there was kind of a little bit of bad vibes about that. It was kind of like, you know, almost like he felt betrayed in a way that I did that. And I was trying to explain to him, listen, I'm just trying to keep my chops together here. And I, I want to do something, you know, I want to sing. So, you know, it kind of got a little sour there. But, you know, we, we patched things up after that. And I even uh, was on one of the albums that he did, Raise, Raise Your Fist to Metal. I did a track with him called Brotherhood of Lies. And a lot of people, a lot of the reviewers all said that was, like, the strongest track on the album. You know, they were like, oh, does this mean we're going to hear something again from Seven Witches with Bobby? And, you know, that was probably the closest that you were going to get after City of Lost Souls to uh, Seven Witches again. The original sound of Seven Witches. I mean, now, you know, he's kind of new metal sounding now. It's kind of like almost Black Label Society kind of exactly, riffing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very different. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see the European fans... Um, digging it as much if they're into true metal, like the first two albums were very true traditional metal, you know, but with the, like almost a Black Sabbath vibe meets Iron Maiden, you know, and uh, it's different now, but it's still good. I mean, I like Black Label Society. I dig some of the new metal out there. Not not a lot of it. I'm still an old fart. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm in, we're, we're in the same boat. Me and Tommy are in the <laughs> you know, same boat as you. I know. <laughs> I'm stuck in the old school, you know. 
So you you really uh, you won't hear anything like that from me. Um, the actually uh, like I was just talking about Wizards and Kings before. That is going to make a lot of the old Seven Witches fans happy because if you like the first two Seven Witches albums, you're really going to like that Wizards and Kings project because uh, uh, that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing that without a doubt. Like, like you said, the Seven Witches. By the time Amp came out, I was kind of you know out of it with the band itself. Like you said, the, the style started changing. They brought in uh, what's his yeah. name, Alan from uh, Alan Tecchio. Alan from Hades. I love Hades. Yeah, man. Alan's got a you know, great Morbid voice. Sin used to play with Hades all the time. We used to play at Studio One with Hades a lot in Newark. Um, Morbid did, but I, I I loved Alan's voice. I mean, he was very unique, especially in Hades and nonfiction. And when I heard he was in Seven Witches, I was like, wow, well, I was like, that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then the the style had changed so much, though. So exactly, you know. yeah. Well, I know he's still doing something with Hades now. I think they're back a little bit doing some stuff. I think the guys probably some of the festivals coming up. I think uh, next year they're supposed to be involved in. So I mean, I wish they would do more because they were a great band and never really got oh, man. any That's recognition it. for what they did. You know, they kind of like went right under the radar and nobody even. Like getting the respect they deserve. That has some great stuff out, especially way back Definitely. in the early eighties. Oh, resisting success. Oh man, you kidding uh, me? Even before the, that, I remember the Widow's second Night, album, chapter eleven, uh, yes. the single, the yeah, demo amazing. tape with a boat of the dead. All that stuff was tremendous. It was amazing, amazing yeah. stuff. We played with them. They were they blew my mind when I when they played. We opened up for them. They were like gods, man, back in the day. A great band. The, the whole Jersey scene. I mean, it's like a, it's like a mafia out there with you guys. You know, at least you know. You, you stuck together over the years, like with the bands. It's, you know, all the band, it's just great. They still play. They still sound great. Yeah, because we know, love it. It's you a know? good thing. Yeah. I, I don't do it for the money. Let's say brotherhood. <laughs> what happened? Hey, forget about it. Forget yeah. about it. Forget about it. Thing is a mafia. We're well, brotherhood. We're we can say that. <laughs> Blood brothers. We're a bunch of grease balls. We can say that. <laughs> Goombas. That's okay. You got anything you want to say to uh, Bobby? Hey, no, I mean, uh, you know, you know the history a lot a lot better than me, you know. I, you know, just um, he's an amazing, amazing talent. And uh, to keep that busy, uh, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. My my girlfriend wants to kill me a lot of times because uh, she's like, oh, you know, got this project and that project. And plus, I'm a... I'm an artist. I'm a professional artist, so I'm, I'm always painting. I'm, I do all the backdrops and banners for Sanctuary. I actually sculpted some Eddie heads. I I made a Fear of the Dark Eddie that walks out on stage. I did a uh, Killer's Eddie with, with long white hair, and you know I'm I'm you know airbrushing all these big things in the house. And she's like, oh, you know, when are you gonna have some time for me? You know, and so you know how that can be. But I love her to death. Uh, her name's Betty. She's listening listening right now. That's all right. Cool. See. You got a name mentioned, so that should help out a little bit. Yeah, that'll that's a little that's some brownie points for me right there. <laughs> I love her to death. She is the best. She's very supportive, very supportive of me. Oh, that's that's really important. But I doubt. What's the next big thing we could expect from Overlord? Uh, well, like I said, we're working on the new material now. Um, I'm hoping to actually get a couple of the songs that they were doing back in uh, 88, 89 that didn't get uh, put on Snow Giant. Uh, there's maybe like I'm hoping to do two of those. I'm trying to talk Mark into it. I'm like, he's like, oh, I don't know, man. If we throw another couple of old songs on, everybody's gonna be like, oh man, these guys don't have nothing new. I'm like, but these songs are killer. We we got We just gotta do them. You know, one of them's called The Mask of the Red Death, not to be confused with uh, the Hades song. The Hades one, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, not yeah. to be confused with the Hades song. But uh, this this song's phenomenal. I'm really hoping that we're gonna cut that one on the second album. But um, like I said, we do have a few labels interested right now. Um, let me let me mention to if anybody's listening, if you know any of anybody from the label wants to uh get in touch with us, you know, go to the Overlord website, get in touch with Mark at 
uh, Overlord at AOL.com, but it's O-V-R-L, um, O-V-E-R-L-R-D-E. You've got to leave the O out. That's right. So then uh, get in touch with us. But uh, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be an awesome album. I really I really can't wait to do it. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I know there's one record company list, and that's Metal on Metal Records, who we, uh, we're in a partnership with on this show. They're hey. a great label out of Italy, and they they have a lot of U.S. bands on the label, and they're trying to get bands that are, like, trying to get newer bands that have that classic 80s sound to them. They're all about the classic music. They've got um, Wall Breaker. Um, uh, I can't, there's just so many bands. Uh, Cats 22. Uh, there's a whole bunch of these great 80s bands, and uh, I'm going to send them a copy of your stuff, and I'm going to tell them to, to reach out for Mark, because I think they would love to get uh, get something like you guys going with them. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really appreciated, man. Yeah. Definitely. I can't pronounce her name. She's listening now. <laughs> I'm Italian. I still can't <laughs> pronounce these names anyway. But uh, it's a husband and wife team out of there, 80s metalheads. Uh, if you ever get a chance, check out the label, Metal and Metal Records. They really promote Whoa. their bands. Like They go all out for their bands. It's also one of my favorite of the metal albums of all time by Anvil, Metal on yeah. Metal. Dig it. Yeah, Anvil's making a little comeback there themselves. You know, they're on the trail. You know, they deserve it. I mean, those guys, you know, everybody's saying that now. I mean, that's kind of cliche. You hear everybody saying, oh, Anvil, 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 because now, you know, because of the documentary and everything. But I've thought that all my life. I mean, uh, Heist listen, you know, hard and heavy and metal on metal and, and, and uh, Forged in Fire. I mean, back when it all came out, you know, I mean, I used to go up to, you know, uh, Johnny Z's Rock and Roll Heaven. And that's why I used to buy my records at first uh, when I was in high school, you know. And I, we were, I, I remember hearing the Megadeth demo yeah. with mechanics on it. You know, yeah. Johnny Z played it for us. I mean, I remember when the Armored Saint, the EP came out. It's another one of my favorite bands, Armored Saint. I love those guys. Um, but it, so much good music, like you said, fell under the radar, you know. And it's a shame, but it's glad I'm glad to see Anvil getting some recognition now, finally. Definitely. Yeah, you know, it just seems like it takes a documentary today to get anybody, uh, you know, any yeah, right. like the newest thing in metal now. Ozzy's got one coming out, I think, this year, lady, you know, the Dying Maiden one we were talking about before. Yeah. And as a metalhead, uh, I love it, you know, but uh, that seems like to be the new thing, heavy metal documentaries. Yeah. I, I get I get a little depressed when I think about Ozzy now because I'm a big Ozzy fanatic. I yeah, love Ozzy all my life. But he's yeah. kind of a caricature now. Sharon's turning him into this cartoon character, and it just, you know, it bothers me. Uh, we talk about this. I, I, me and Tommy talk about this every week. We talk about yeah, the whole thing about the lawsuit now, and everything. Now she's yeah, Black Sabbath, you know, Tony Iommi for the name right. joke. Man, that Heaven and Hell album is like probably the best metal album to come out in a few years. Man, that that is just the devil you know is amazing. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, every time I listen to it, it gets better. It's amazing the man can sing. Oh the my way God. he does, you know, live too. You know, I mean, to do things in the studio is one thing. But actually right. felt it out live. It, it, I mean, that—that's what you aspire to be. You know, it, it's yes. something you know that you just look and say, "He's a true, true, true legend." You know, I aspire to roll out of bed in the morning. That guy's still singing on yeah. stage for an hour there and a half go. a night. He's sixty-something years old. God bless him. Amazing. Yeah. He is. He's like sixty-three years old. Isn't yeah, he, he hasn't like lost that? a step up in that guy. No. I mean, oh, you know, all of them got to be up there in that, that age now, and they just—they sure. sound incredible. And the man is one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, too. Yeah. Ronnie yeah. He's so appreciative of the fans, man, and that's important. You've got to be appreciative of the fans. Without the fans, we wouldn't be nobody. This is true. That's true, and a lot of, a lot of bands forget that these days. They don't, uh, they don't remember that, and they are great. And, you know, Dio's going to be singing on the new Rods record, too. He's got a couple of songs that are going to be on the new Rods album. Oh, so no kidding. I, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Him, yeah, Dave, got a, him and Dave, Dave the Rock back together. That's cool. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, we spoke to them a couple of weeks back. Mikey had them on the show. We had uh, Carl and, and Dave on the phone, and they revealed it to us that he's uh, going to sing on a couple of, to- a couple of tunes. Oh, you know, I'm surprised record. Carl. I'm surprised Carl Kennedy isn't producing uh, uh, anymore. He has. What's the last thing that he produced? I mean, he did the Exciter album, Violence and Force, years ago. I thought that sounded great. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, he got that, a lot of, We were talking to him about all those records that he produced back. Oh, I mean, God. back in the '80s, he was like the in-house producer for Megaforce. Yeah. I mean, Exciter, yeah. Anthrax, Attila. I mean, every pretty much every band that came through there. And we won't talk about uh, the rap one that he did, but uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was. But um, he's still producing now. I, I don't know if it's so much metal and rock, but he's like all over the place. So maybe Tommy remembers. He mentioned a few things he was working on. He's co-producing the new Rods record with uh, Shamook Abigail. Right. So okay. they're both kind of doing it together. Then he's producing Shamook's new album. So they're all, you know, he's still like in that clique, and they're all like, you know, working together up uh, upstate New York over there. Very cool. That's yeah, so we're looking forward to that. But, yeah, uh, he's not. He wouldn't be a bad guy to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He's very true to the, uh, you know, the New York, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, Connecticut, you know, the whole Northeast. Well, hey, uh, man, put him in touch with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. definitely. Yeah, you got to listen to that show. He, he, he talks a lot about other bands he produced, though, the ones that were paying the answers to him. So. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, you can yeah. check out the uh, website. Maybe you should send them <laughs> yeah, it's on, the it's, link. It's archived on there. I'll have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's all archived on there. the link, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to say bad mouths, you know, like Anthrax and stuff like that. But you know, well, they didn't really bad mouth. He, nah, just, he did. revealed a, a few, uh, you know, a few things uh, yeah. that a lot of people really didn't know. We, you know, because we're a little, little lowly show, you know, it'll be on blabbermouth, you know, a year from now, and we'll be like, damn, we, you know, we revealed that, you know, what are you gonna yeah. do? But what is up stuff. with Anthrax? I'm sorry. Uh, what is up with those guys? I heard they had a new singer again. Yeah, they have a new singer. Uh, yeah, um, what's that? I thought the band he played in, uh, Dan Nelson. I can't remember what the hell he played with. Um, uh, it was like a local band. We probably heard of him. I just can't think of the name of it. Saw a few live clips of them. You know, he's not too bad, but he's more in that new style of metal. Oh, man. Yeah. I was going to say, if I would have known they were looking for a singer, I would have tried out. Wow. <laughs> they would have been better off for you than this guy, I can tell you that. I, I would, dude, I would have blown out that Neil Turbin stuff to the team. Oh, yeah. I used, to, yeah, I used to cover that stuff with Morbid Sin. I used to, we used to do Soldiers of Metal. Oh. Uh, I'm telling you, we used to do all that. It was, it was awesome. That, that first album, Fistful of Metal, that's a classic right Me, there. Me, I'm, I'm a Neil Turbin anthrax guy. That's my stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, me too. I'll take that's that in. I mean, nothing against Joy Belladonna, a great singer, like we talked yeah. before. Yeah, I think it was a totally, bad fit with totally the band. different band. They went in different yeah. directions. Yeah, they did. I like the stuff with John Bush too. I mean, the first album, yeah, Sound of White Noise, was good. because yeah, I'm I'm a big Armored Saint fan, so you know. Yeah, you're lucky because tonight's uh, demolition voice. segment is Armored Saint. We're gonna be playing the demo. Oh, yeah. yeah, beautiful. See that? Excellent. We're, we're stricken by fate later on. We're gonna get on, but Anthrax were another band too. They kind of like you know, with every album, with every singer, they kind of like adapted to whatever like style of metal was going on at that time. They never kind of stood to like what they started out doing. Yeah. That's the way I've always felt with Anthrax. I'm looking up here on uh, Wikipedia. It says uh, Dan Nelson played in Long Island bands Dis- uh, D- uh, Discipline and Devil Size. I don't know if you've heard, heard of the, either of them. No, yeah, not familiar. They say his voice is reminiscent of Chris Cornell, John Bush, Phil Anselmo. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and Phil Anselmo. Well, Phil Anselmo when he used to sing or Phil yeah, Anselmo when he used when to he, sing, not the screamer. You know, exactly. Not the screamer. Phil had a great voice back in the day. Sure, yeah. Those yeah, first the earlier stuff, yeah. Those first three, two or three records, forget it. Yeah. You know, Even some of the down stuff ain't bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Down, down's pretty cool. 
So, Bob, you know what I wanted to ask you about, too? You just came back from uh, Santa Domingo, no? Oh, man, yeah, it was amazing. Wow. We sold out the Hard Rock Cafe in Santo Domingo. It was amazing. Wow. It was amazing. The uh, the Iron Maiden fans came out in full force. I mean, there's some uh, videos up on YouTube you guys can check out. Uh, if you type in uh, type in Iron Maiden tribute Santo Domingo Hard Rock Cafe, if you type those those words in the uh, search engine, mm-hmm. you'll see a bunch of them pop up. Um, it was it is so. I mean, the crowd is so loud that they're louder than us. I mean, you hear them singing every word along with me. I mean, it was berserk. We had to actually, the promoter had to run up on the stage during Fear of the Dark. You'll see uh, he run up to me and whisper in my ear. He said, you got to tell him to stop. They were, they were going crazy. Wow. They were going bananas. And I, had to, and I had to get on the mic and say, no moshing, no moshing. And I was <laughs> totally lost after that with the words of the song. I'm like, oh, man, he effed me all up now. You know, and so, but but it was it was amazing. People were just jumping up and down. Uh, the promoter Victor, I want to give him a shout out. Thanks, Victor, man. He did. He treated us really good. Um, he, he even said he said I've never seen a reaction like that out here. He brings various tribute bands out there, Guns N' Roses tributes, Metallica tributes. Um, but he said he's never seen anything like the response we got or or the turnout that we had. It was I guess great. They're so starved for the you know the good music that yeah. Uh, and you guys and are you're at your you know your number you know you're at your game you know you're, you're tops at your game so you're probably blowing them away that they're seeing this band that's you know and this was, amazing vocalist. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. Thank you yeah. very much for that. I appreciate that. It means cool. a lot. I, I had a lot of you know people coming up wanting to take pictures of me, and the kids were like, "You are Bruce Dickinson." I'm like, "No, I'm not. Look in my wallet. I am not Bruce Dickinson." <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm broke. I'm not Bruce. I can't oh, fly a plane. I can't it fly a plane. Yeah, exactly. I can't fly funny. a plane either. <laughs> yeah, you just, I don't know what time if you watched that documentary when I made it last night. Uh, uh you VH1. know, I caught a bit of it. I caught yeah, a bit of it. Yeah, and I, I, you know, you're watching, you're watching them like you know, they're flying from, from like uh, from Australia to Japan, and he's mm-hmm. flying the plane. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce is flying the plane. Yeah. Then they land the plane. He's running to the stage. He's performing. You know, they're back in the plane. He's flying again. Yeah. And they're like log like how many miles they travel like you know each day from place to place. I'm like, you know, I took a flight from here to there, and I'm jet lagged for a week. And these guys are flying the plane themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's getting on stage running around. It's amazing, around you know. It's just incredible. He is, he is amazing. He's yeah. he is like my my idol. I, I, that's one of my things. I want to meet Bruce one day. I, a couple of guys at the show last night. They said, "Do you have you ever met Bruce?" And I was like, "No, not yet." I said, "He's like, you know, on the top of my list." And they're like, "Well." I, they're like, we got a sneaky feeling that if you guys keep doing what you're doing, you, they made and just might take notice of you guys. Yeah. You're that good. And I was like, I was like, you know what? If that happens, I could die a happy man tomorrow because uh, that's, you know, like I said, since I'm, you know, 16 years old, Iron Maiden's been, you know, the, one of the life change, my life changing moments was when I heard, you know, Iron Maiden. You know, yeah. the first album I heard by them was was Killers actually. Definitely. And I, and I heard it. I heard a guy playing it on his on his radio. I was like, who is that? You know, he's like. I said, he's a priest, new priest. He's like, priest? He goes, you guys are even better than priest. Iron Maiden. I was like, whoa, and that was it. From there on, I was hooked. Definitely. So. Yeah, Maiden have still true to themselves over the years. You know, I, mostly because of Steve Harris. He makes sure that, you know, sure. they don't they don't walk too far from the, they don't stray too far from the line. You know, they they give you what you ask for every time you see them. And that's important. That's that's what kills a lot of bands. Like you're talking yeah. about changing your style up, change your style up. You know, you got you're gonna lose your diehard, diehard fans. I mean, I'm a little perturbed with Kiss right now with the whole commercial thing, but now with Walmart now, I mean, 
Oh, yeah, American Idol better, was yeah. American Idol was bad enough. I mean, and then you know, <laughs> the cherry, the cherry, the diet. Uh, what is it? Cherry Doctor uh, Pepper commercial with Gene. I got yeah. a kick out of that. You know, I thought it was pretty funny and all. But I'm like, Gene, how much money do you need, man? Yeah. You know, wow. how, how much money do you need? You're selling out, you know, big time now. Putting Tommy Thayer and, and Eric Eric Singer in the makeup, uh, that just bothered me too. I was like, you know what? Either take the makeup off again, get Bruce Kulick back. Or, or give these guys different personas within right. the makeup, different characters. But don't, you know what? It's like they buy Ace and Peter's makeup out, and, and, and now they got these guys on there. And now Gene's like, oh, Walmart, Walmart. I'm, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what it is? You know how those deals work is they, they order X amount of albums, and, and they're sold. Once they order them, they're sold. Yeah, they're not coming the back, so that's money that's in right. the bucket. So, yeah. you know, so it's the same thing with the ACDC. They didn't have to do what they did. I mean, you know, but, you know, these are the deals that they, you know, they're uh, financial you know, it, people. It's a different world, too, today. You yeah. know, the music world's a different world today. There's no record companies, sure. no go. support anymore. It's, it's, you know, it's hard, even for the big bands. I mean, it's hard for them to just, you know. To get the product out there today, it's just it's just a difficult you know you know world though with the. And they're just thing. happy to make sales, not that people go yeah. you know to download sites and right and downloading yep. and download sites you know and you got your so, buddies burning your CDs you know yeah exactly exactly and and the whole thing with the iTunes and stuff you know at least you know the, some some of the money's going back to the artist but how much really you know as compared to like say C, say CD you know. But the record companies were so greedy over the years, you know, and yeah, you know, they that's promised what it is, us ten dollar CDs for years, yeah. and and nothing came down. Prices never came no. down. But that's it why the kids got mad and started doing that, sure. because they that take it out of the. So like, I'm going to screw the record company. I'm not going to buy that. But you're yeah. screwing the artist. That's screwing the fans, and that's it. You know, that's why you know a lot of people got on Lars from Metallica when he was you know fighting oh, yeah. against that. But you know what? I really can't blame the guy, no, you know, no. in a way, because I, you know what, you're, you're you're an artist, you know, people don't understand that you're you're going to be, you know, you're the one that's going to be hurting because you're not making any money. Exactly, know? exactly. It's not a good thing. I don't know, but I, I think it was that that that, t, that that metal show, the story of metal, or the uh, heavy the story of metal. Right. Where they were talking, they were talking to Dio in there. Right. And he was talking about Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. And he says Gene Simmons copyrighted OJ because nobody ever copyrighted the OJ for orange juice. <laughs> Every time somebody has orange juice, he gets a dollar or something. Oh, from it. oh my God. The word orange juice is a copyrighted word, but nobody ever copyrighted OJ. And he, cop- he had it copyrighted. I don't know if oh. Dio, you got to catch it. I don't know if Dio's like just, you know. I don't know if he's goofing around. He's I don't being know if he's serious goofing around with, on, like, with you know, Gene, Simmons, you know. But, but it, the way he said it, it was so convincing that I was like, yeah. No, I wonder if that's true now, because it sounds like something he would do. Yeah, and I'm yeah like, you know. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, OJ goes, you got to give him a dollar now. Like, like, <laughs> it's just like the funniest shit when I heard that. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's sick that Kiss, like getting back to Kiss, is they're actually going to re- you know, record some, they're recording yeah. some stuff right now. And yeah. um, I guess they're bringing in Tommy and, and Eric to write. They are. Yeah. They are. And they're gonna put uh, it out as a Kiss product, and it's like a slap in the face to Ace and, and Eric. And, it is. And Eric, and, uh, excuse me, and Peter. Well, according to Gene, it's reminiscent of the rock and roll over era, and I, yeah. I find that I mean, hard. To put. Rock like, and roll over is I'm my favorite. I'm excited to hear it, you know, because me too. you know we you know we grew up with that shit, you know. Sure, but, yeah, um, sure. That's but you know, and and most young, you know what? Eventually, he's gonna have a band on stage touring. That's gonna be all different people. Yeah, he's gonna be riding around in his little electronic uh, electric wheelchair, 
you know, watching it, you know, making sure everything is going good, you know, because that that's basically what he wants. He wants it to become like the Ringling Brothers and, and Bonham and Bailey of rock and roll. Yeah, it's and like basically, a show. Yeah, and that, that's his vision. And, um, you know, and Tommy Dare is like, what, 15 years younger than, than Ace? So he's got a few more years, or 10, 15 years. Yeah. He's got a few more years to go. Eric Singer's, you know, got young. So, you know, basically just find a, you know, replacement for Paul Maybe his son would be the replacement <laughs> for Gene. Yeah. You know, who knows, you know? And um, it would be a money-making machine because uh, oh, yeah. it would keep that, that thing going. I mean, look, when we were kids, they used to put out belt buckles and lunch boxes. Oh, yeah. And we were like, ah, come on, that's a little too corny. But, you know, little by little, you bought one or two things, you know? You didn't buy, like, maybe the lunch box or the doll. I mean, I didn't buy the dolls. I'm sorry I didn't. Exactly, because uh, they're probably worth lots of money right now. Right now, but, they're worth like probably three hundred a pop. Yeah. Yeah, but I had the belt buckle. It's all scratched up somewhere in a box, you know. But uh, <laughs> I fit? bought the cards, you know. I bought the posters. Obviously, you bought every goddamn album that came uh-huh. out. Sure. You well, that was every... when I started to lose faith in them when that commercial came out. Kiss, that's the name. Yeah, Kiss, yeah, right. forty dollars. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I'm throwing away my yeah. Kiss memorabilia. You had to cringe. It, you know, yeah, you had to cringe. You know, it's time to move on to, uh, you know, Deep Purple, uh, Led Zeppelin, yeah. uh, Rainbow, you know. It's yeah. time to grow Just up a little bit. Just the Phantom of the Park, it was the end of it for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's funny. I went movie. from, like, uh, uh, from Kiss and uh, and Deep Purple and Ted Nugent and Aerosmith, you know, and I started saying, wow, you know, there's other stuff out there besides Kiss, you know. Mm-hmm. And, sure. Uh, you know, but it, it was a stepping stone into, you know, into heavy rock and roll, you know. Yeah, exactly. My cousin turned me on to Kiss and uh that was one of the first bands I heard was Kiss, Alice Cooper, uh, yeah. Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, and then I was uh, my mother says, "Yeah, he's the one who ruined you. Your cousin Alan ruined you." <laughs> You're patting him on the back, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know, thanks, man. Yeah. You know, Bobby, I was reading your blog the uh, the other day uh, where you were talking about the ranting and raving about people talking in Spanish. Oh yeah. Uh, you got a, you got the most, you got my partner over there hates every immigrant that ever came into this country. So no, like, no, I, how could I say? How could you say that? My dad was an immigrant from another country. I'm just yeah, we all, we all of our parents were right? exactly, but they assimilated. Oh, all right, right. Yeah, that's that was my point. Uh, I that was know. the point I'm of my joking. blog. Yeah, that was the point. I mean, I mean, you know what? I got a call everywhere. It's bad enough you got a call all over the place, and you don't get a real person on the phone nowadays. Yeah. But when you have to press a button to speak the language of your country exactly. first, before you can move on, something is wrong with this picture. I'm sorry. They should have to press a button to speak their language. I shouldn't have to press a button to speak They shouldn't English. even be another agree, language. Huh? Unless it's like an emergency or something like that. It shouldn't be another language, you know. There should be just one language. That's why this. That's why we have the problems we have in the in the city, you know, that's especially right. in the in this area, you know. Well, that's only you hate everybody, but I'm you know sorry. that's why. Oh, you pain me. He's just <laughs> equal opportunity point. hater. He's just yeah. They, oh, yeah. I'm an equal opportunity. I hate myself. <laughs> I know, we had a we had a we had David Ellison on the show a few months oh, ago. Oh Jesus Christ! He's not gonna and, let and, me live this down. And you know, I try to treat every guest with respect because you're calling into the show. You're a guest. I don't care who you are. Well, it's your fault for asking me. What do you uh, what Ellison, do you have to say, Tom, before we go? You know, he tells David Ellison, "Thank you, because if it wasn't for guys like you on the B list, there'd be people on A list that wouldn't be able to do what they're doing." Thanks to you, <laughs> and that's the sounding member of Megadeth. All right, but listen, I didn't say it exactly like that, Bob. 
It was a lot different. Okay. You can understand. So, Bobby, when we're ready to hang up, hang up quick and just get off the line. (laughs) Before he insults me, right? Yeah, don't hang hang around too long. Just hang up quick. I'll insult your guitar player, I guess. No. No, He plays Flying Vs. I can't do that. I like Flying Vs also. I already already get people insulting me. There's the haters out there going, oh, singing for a tribute band now. Singing for a tribute. What do you want me to do? Not sing at all? You know no, what? Metal. It's no. hard enough to be in a metal band nowadays. You know, with, yeah. the, with the scene. Yeah. America. I'm sorry. You know what? I hate to say it, but the music scene in America blows. Oh, what do you want me to tell you? It yeah, does. Yeah. It really does. It's corporate. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's it's MTV. It's R and B. You know, it's whatever the kids are brainwashed into liking. You know, and thank God we have a small army of metalheads out there still right. that, are, that are dedicated, that come out to the shows. Personally, I'd rather play in a, in a room of 60, 70 people right. that are going to go nuts than sell out and start doing this crap rap metal, new metal garbage. I'm sorry. That's just yeah, not in just my Just to ride the waves or ride right. the uh, trend. Uh, I'm not going to do it, man. We I'm were not talking about bands that have, that have constantly ride, r- rid, rid, road, r- road, ridden, road, ridden. road, ridden, the uh, trends and, the, and the, you know, just to... To be popular, you know. Well, that's the next why time we somebody hated... tells you that, pull out a Seven Witches record or pull out there an Overlord record. Tom, there you go. There you go. I mean, that's somebody. There you go. This is what I do in between the... the sanctuary shows. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah but... Well, that's what I try to tell them. I said, listen, I got records out there, and I give them the website address. And you know, it's actually a very fortunate thing. It's a it's a good place to be in because I'm getting people coming to the sanctuary shows who I'm exposing to Overlord, right. and vice versa. Oh, vice versa. I got the Overlord oh, fans. Coming and Seven Witches fans coming to see Sanctuary, and I'm signing CDs that I did with with Jack, and I'm signing CDs, you know, the, the uh, Overlord CD, the Exhibition yeah. CD. It's like, you know, thank you, you know, and and, and I get I get response from people like, wow, you know, you're a really cool guy, you know. I didn't expect you to talk to me. I'm like, what? I'm I'm nobody. I'm just a regular guy I'm like, just you. like I'm, you. I don't, you know, just... you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody else. God gave me a gift and. I'm glad I can entertain people with it. You know, hey, yeah. that's just bottom line. And you're you know? not throw, you're not shoving it down their throat. You know what I mean? They're there. You exactly. know what I mean? And they just appreciate. Exactly. You know, they, they they grow to appreciate what's what's up there. You know, you got a good attitude, definitely. And definitely, yeah, Bobby. Definitely. Hey, listen, we had a great time with you calling it. Time. It's only been an hour. I can't believe it. Oh wow! Yeah, I can't either. That flew, yeah, man. We didn't play any music. Well, you just played the uh, Tommy. the one track. Yes, babe. Tom. Yes, babe. I'm gonna say goodbye. So don't assault them, okay? All right. <laughs> All right. You guys, guys, let me do some shout-outs before I go, though. Because go ahead. Go Bobby, tell me about everything you want. Go right ahead. All right, listen, um, I want to I want to give my shout-outs. I'm with Mark, Tommy, Scott, Jimmy from Sanctuary, Victor, our promoter who brought us over to Santa Domingo, uh, Mark Emmy Edwards, John, Dave from Overlord, Martin Burke from Wizards and Kings, Troy Knorr and the guys in them, uh, Luke, Tom, Pat, and Dan, Kiss Alive, Dave Furman, the Sabbath King, Zero to Hero, John Verica, and Sue Knowles. Uh, uh, wow, here we go. We're, we're going crazy here. Guys in British Steel, uh, say what's up to the guys from the Chance Theater and Dingbats, the Knitting Factory. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to my little girl, Emily Rose, turned five years old. All right, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, we had celebrated her birthday today. Yeah. And uh, I want to wish Into the Void good luck, Matt Dillon and Tom. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I think that covers everybody. But, you know, I'll hear tomorrow from a couple people. Hey, you didn't say nothing about me, man. Oh. <laughs> you, know, you didn't mention me. I'm like, you know, it's hard to remember all that. That's all right. Every, anybody and everybody, anybody and everybody who supported me, my there girlfriend is. Betty, my girlfriend Betty, who uh, is the best thing that happened to me in the last few years. I'll tell you what, without her, uh, I'd be cuckoo right now. 
That's well, we know cool. she's listening because uh, I got two listeners, and I know my <laughs> wife's the other one. So yeah, there you go. There it is. Now, actually, you're pretty good. You're going to reach probably about fifty thousand people by the end of the week. So you're, you're hey, getting that's out great. there. Oh yeah, go to my great. website, people. Go to my website. There you it's go. A, my MySpace page, MySpace.com/slash/LeatherLungsLucas. L-U-C-A-S. LeatherLungsLucas. Sanctuary is uh, MySpace.com/slash/IronMaidenTribute. And of course, Overlord.com. Definitely. Definitely. I'm going to put all those links up on the show page after the show so everybody have an easy time finding you and getting your stuff. We're looking forward Beautiful. to hearing the new Overlord. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And when's the next Sanctuary show coming up? Oh, you know what? Our next show, I believe, is at Barney McNabb's. Uh, all right. I think it's in three weeks. I think that's up for uh, John. I'm right off. There, right? I'm actually, I have two weekends off, which is a beautiful thing because I'm going to be working on a, a new banner for the fans. Gives cool. me some time to do that, new backdrop. We have to have some backdrops for the smaller clubs, too, because... A lot of the stuff we bring out like a whole full show. I mean, it's it's insane. We do uh, a replica of uh, the Power Slave, uh, you know, tour, oh, and wow. uh, Fear of the Dark. We actually working on a on the castle now, redoing the castle setup. Nice. Um, we bring Eddie's out on stage. It's a great time. So anybody who's into Iron Maiden, come out to the Sanctuary shows. Um, you you're gonna love it. Um, we're getting a lot of TributeCity.com called us the most comprehensive Iron Maiden band to date. So that was a really big compliment. Right there, that's an honor. Right Thanks. there, there you go. Yeah, that's that's. We're definitely going to catch show. you guys next time you're at Think Batch or towards the Staten Island area, a little closer where we are. We're going to come out and uh. You guys, you let guys. me know. I'll put you on the guest list. You come out and 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 have a great time with us. Thanks. All right, Bobby, that sounds great. I'm going to get more overload on, but as I let you go, how about a little morbid sin first? Yeah, great, man. Thanks. All right, Bobby, bless let everybody. Lucas. Bobby, thank you for calling, and buddy, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're, you're All right, out. there you go, buddy. Anytime. Here we go. How about uh, Twisted Souls in Hell? Yeah. All right. Rock and roll.
Morbid Sin, Twisted Souls in Hell, featuring our guest tonight, Bobby Leatherlungs Lucas, a metalhead's metalhead. You there, T? Oh, definitely, man. All right, I had to get him off quick before you said something, you know. Oh, stop. Nah, I was breaking <laughs> your chops there. There's no reason, no reason to say anything. The, man is, <laughs> the man's got his head on his shoulders. He can sing like a motherfucker. Yeah, he's got he's, some voice, doesn't he? And he's a metalhead to the max, man. Yeah, really Ooh, nice guy, really nice guy. Yes. I wasn't expecting him to call until 7. I was going to get, like, a whole bunch of songs on by all those different projects, you know, before right, he called in. We'll, uh, but, uh, we'll you know what it is? I tell everybody 7, but then, like, when I send out, like, postings, I always put down the show starts at 6, and I, I get everybody confused, you know? I guess, yeah. Yeah. But what the hell? We do things in reverse today. Talk first, music that's, last. That's all right. So at least I know now what we have time to get on, so that works out good. There you go. You. you. All right. I was off of uh, one of his demos from his band Morbid Sin, which he's in talks about uh, doing something with again, so that's good, because, uh... They put out a couple of demos. They were some. I remember getting them. Uh, yeah. I think it was like you know, like around 1990 between 1992. I picked up some of those tapes. They were really good shit. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's great to hear that, and uh, I'm looking forward to having the new Overlord stuff also. Yeah. But uh, what was I going to get on tonight? I wanted to get on. Uh, I wanted to get on uh, the new Loudness last week, and I forgot to get it on again this week. So we'll have to save that for next week. What the hell are we got to do? Okay. Eh, you know. Yeah. It's a slow week in metal, so uh, not much going on, I guess. Yeah, everything, you know, it's like, uh, you know, kind of... Yeah, it's dead. Yeah, it's kind of dead, you know? Yeah, no, not, nothing good happened anywhere. There was some stuff that was on, uh, I don't know if I saw it on Blabbermouth on Eddie Trunk's website. I can't remember what the hell it is. I'm going to gonna look it up again. I know they had that the Anthrax, we're talking about Anthrax for the original guitar player, Dan Spitz, had a uh, yeah. heart, heart replacement or heart wow. valve. Or yeah, open heart surgery. Open heart surgery, yeah, young guy, he has yeah. to be young. Wow, yeah, younger than me. I know that. Probably yeah, he's got to be in his mid forties. You know, I mean, you know, these guys are in pretty good shape, but I guess you know, shit happens to anybody. And yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really about it. Well, it's not too much happening, you know. Uh, we talked about the lawsuit last week. <laughs> the Black Sabbath told. Yeah, the Black Sabbath one. I was going to talk about Kiss, but we kind of covered all that with uh, with Bobby yeah. before. Yeah, so. that was cool. You gotta go. So I was actually gonna get on. Uh, I got a, a couple of songs down the line. Uh, Vinnie Vincent from his solo record. Oh, okay. So we could talk about him. I was reading up, a, you know, like get some stuff on him for the show, and I was like, I know he's been suing Kiss on and off, like you know, since he left the band, and so he wrote a lot of the music, and yeah, you know, for the royalties and stuff. And then you read some of the other stuff. It's like some guy kidnapped his wife and killed her or something. And wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of like, you know, so we'll get to that when we, uh, when we play this. You know what, let me go bring that stuff up now. So uh, yeah, yeah. I got a little book. I wrote some notes down. While we do that, uh, going to get us some Avenger, the German Avenger. Uh, the band was around for a couple of years. They changed the name to Rage, and they've been putting out records ever since 1986 on the Rage. And, you know, they just got a new record coming out now. So uh, we're going to go back to the early days, and they were called Avenger. And this is Faster Than Hell. <laughs>
it, I read one of his blogs, and it said that he was doing something with Spitz, but I didn't think anything of it, you know. I was looking at that picture in Blabbermouth, and he's playing like a uh, Ibanez guitar. I mean, I know the guy is short because I remember seeing him, you know, years ago and hanging out, you know, in the music stores and shit. He was like, he's a short little guy, you know, and you yeah. think he's in good shape, right? They said one of his valves was almost clogged. If his valve was almost clogged, imagine what mine looked like. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. We got a old buddy Bobby back in the line. Bobby, oh, yes. okay, great. Hey, uh, dudes, man, can I make a request or what? Of course. You can. Yeah. I hope I have yeah, it on. on okay. Yeah. I, I want to know if you could play some Exciter for me. Exciter. Let me see if I got that on here. Um, i tell you in two seconds. No, these internet things, you got to upload all the music before the show. Yeah, before the show. Yeah. You know, I do have some Exciter. Yeah, I got Exciter. I got one song. Whatever. What do you got? I got Scream in the Night. That'll work. All right. If you want to wait, I'll upload another song if you give it to me. I'll try to get it on before the end of the show, but it might not happen. Bro, if you could throw another one on, uh, Eating the Cannibals off the new Heaven and Hell album. All right, let me see. No, I think we do have that. I think we played that about a week or two ago, didn't we? Yeah, the Cannibals song, yeah, we played. Eating the, the Cannibals, time. man. That's, that should have been the opener on the album, I think. Yeah, that's a great, great tune. It's one of the heavy, uh, faster tunes. Yeah, they should have opened up with a, with a more up-tempo track like, you know, they did on yeah, Heaven and exactly. Hell and Mabu's, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? But, yeah. you know, then I listen to Adam and Eve all over, you know, a few times, and I'm like, you know what, this is awesome, too. The whole yeah, album is I mean, outrageous. You can't, you can't really fault them, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. They were just, it's just amazing stuff. But I don't want to hog you guys' time up oh, there. But I, just right. wanted to see, right. I didn't know how to get a request on I don't know if I just come on and that's ask cool. you. That's cool, yeah, any time. Of course you do. Just, just get right. on. you got to upload these songs. It takes like a half hour sometimes. Upload one song when you're doing the actual show, because, you know, it's, all, it's slow with the computers. Right. So I'll try to get that off. Now I definitely got one excited song in here. I'll try to get. I'll try to upload the other songs before the show ends. If not, Beautiful. I can definitely get the excited one off here. But if not, next week we'll get New Heaven and Hell on. Yeah, you make go. you listen next week. Yeah, right. and I and I will. I will be listening, my brother. You can also check out the archives too. You know, if you can't be, you know, uh, you know, near the computer between six and eight, anytime after eight. For, what does it take? About an hour before they archive the show, well, Mikey? No, like five minutes after the show. Yeah, like ten minutes really? after, and it's yeah. right away. It's archived. Yeah, excellent. Oh, yeah, because I did know a lot of people about the show. I said, listen, if you can't catch it when it's on, it'll be archived. You know, check yeah, it out. Definitely. You know? Yeah, definitely. You don't have definitely. to sign up or anything, but you know, it would be nice if they signed up and they can call when they call in. And if you're signed up, you know, you come you come up on the uh, screen and everything. Cool. Oh, excellent, man. All right. All right. It was a blast. I really had a great time there with you guys. Cool, you Bob. too, Bobby. Thanks for calling. I get one of those songs off you, buddy. Beautiful, man. I hope to see you guys at a show, man. Yeah, you got it, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. All right. Bye -bye. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah. All right. I I got to upload just some some songs anyway, just to keep on there, you know. And when people yeah, like pull some backup, up, so I have some backing, band, you know? backup tracks. I know you don't like to play uh, songs again. So when he asked for Cannibal, I said, oh, he already played Cannibal last yeah, week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'll get the excited one. I'm not even sure yeah. if I played that now. Because I probably mm -hmm. did if it's on here. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, it's for it's Bob. It's a request by a guest, so I have no choice. So I have to there do you that. Go. Yeah. So you know, when you play hour? a song, you should get rid of it, you know? I usually do. That's why yeah. I don't know if I played this or not. Oh, you might not have played it. Maybe it was yeah. one of those tracks you were going to get to, but you never got to. I think I uploaded it when we had Carl Kennedy on because he produced okay, the record. Okay, right, because he produced that record. Right? We were talking for so long. I don't remember if I, uh, that was I got it on. That was a great show. That was a great yeah. show. We should so, do you know a what? Let me go see show. if I Let me go see if I got that. And, uh, Okay, now, in the meantime, I'll get, let me get the Vinnie Vincent song on we were going to play okay. before. Cool. Uh, this is I Want to Be Your Victim by Vinnie Vincent. All right.
Vincent over there talking about Kiss before, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, you know, Vinnie Vincent, uh, wow, he was an amazing guitar player. Uh, I wasn't crazy about this album. It was a little too poserish for me, but um, but good, you know, good enough. Got a lot of blues in it, very bluesy. Yeah, very now, bluesy, you know? but, you know, his his playing was very sloppy. I liked his playing with, with Kiss Creatures of the Night and, you know, even some yeah. of the... The album, like, Lick It Up and stuff that I didn't really, uh, wasn't 100% happy with as Kiss albums. Yeah. But I always liked his uh, writing and his guitar playing, you know. But uh, this album was a little too over the top for me. But, um, yeah, the singer, uh, what was the singer? I forgot his fucking name. Wasn't he with, um... He was with another band, wasn't he? Or yeah, I gotta look that up. I'm not sure. Yeah, don't worry about it. Not, get... not, in, not that important. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. You know, I was looking up that accept stuff. Uh, Stefan uh, uh, Kaufman yeah. was a drummer with accept on the on the uh, I'm a Rebel album because it, on the back of the I'm a Rebel album, he uh, is holding uh, sticks, I believe. I didn't go look at it, but I went on. I was looking at the. The uh, Wikipedia, and I knew I knew he played uh, drums, and then switched over to guitar with Udo, because I remember meeting them at an Udo show at um, at Lemos, and um, I was buying uh, Accept CDs, you know, because he was uh, selling them in the back with the you know with the uh, T-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Not Udo himself, but he had people selling them, and. Um, and Stefan was sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm on that album because I bought the I'm a Rebel album." And I'm like, "Oh shit, you're the guitar player, you know? Like, you know, you're Udo's guitar player." Because no, I played drums with Accept, and you know, when I said that before, and you, you said, "No, no, he was a guitar player," I was like, "Err," because I remember Jorg Frisch, Fischer was a, was a guitar player with well, uh, with Wolf Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so what happens is there was another drummer. Actually, on the uh, first album, and then uh, Calvin was on the uh, second album. But that's all right. Yeah, so you got me there. That's all right. Once in a while, I gotta get hey. you. You know, especially you bring up F Five and 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 what's his name, and Dave Elvison up to Bobby, thinking like I'm an idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it. it came it came from a different place. I, it was said wrong, but it, what I meant was. There are some people who don't get the recognition recognition that they need that they deserve, even though they're just as deserving as the bigger person, which happened to be, um, you know, Dave Mustaine. And even though Dave Mustaine has kept the Megadeth going, it's not the same. It's not the same Megadeth, really. Uh, since Ellison left, and I'll say this to Dave, there's nothing that shy, can hold a candle. To the worst album with Dave. I agree. Elvison, okay? So there, set. I agree, 100. percent All okay. right, now we we'll get back to the music. I'm sorry, sir. That's okay, no big deal. I'm trying to, I'm trying to dig through the files on the other computer. Yeah, I can. To get some excited, we're having a hell up. Uh, sure, yeah. For Bobby. I guess Bobby tonight, so I'm working on that. But uh, trying to do that, talk in the chat room, talk to you, and play a song. So yeah, don't worry, I'll play take care song, of the chat room. Try to finish uploading. I'll let you handle the chat room while I do that. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so let's go way back into the 80s. This band really never went anywhere, but uh, I was really into them. That's a band called Vicious Barreca, out of Pennsylvania. Okay. They only put out one record, Outrage, Insanity, and Profanity. I had a song called Strike You Down off that record. Alright. <laughs> Thank you. 
Strike it down. I'm still working on uploading some exciter. I haven't held for our guest over there. I'm not having any luck right now, but uh, I will get one up before the end of the show. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm working on. It. I get the other computer going, so it's getting keep there. them listening a little longer. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll do to keep them <laughs> occupied for now. I know he said he was a big Army Saints fan. Yeah. So it's time for our demolition segment. Okay. How's cool. that sound? All right. Uh, anybody uh, who wants to get a copy of this demo, just head to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot. There's links all over the place. It's on the MySpace page. Yeah. Here at Block Talk Radio. Uh, and you could download a download a copy of this demo tape. This is from the first Armored Saint uh, demo. Uh, the band's back together now with John Bush. Uh, they're actually working on a new record. I know they just did a tour of Australia, so it's great to have them back. And I'm looking forward to hearing some new stuff by them. But uh, let's go back to the very early days. This is off their first demo tape. This is Stricken by Fate.
That's off the first demo, and uh, you can head over to the blog spot and download yourself a copy of that. Uh, I think I was able to get on some, uh, upload some Exciter and uh, some Heaven and Hell. It'll take a few minutes, hopefully, to uh, show up on the switchboard. Okay, cool. So, little, uh, little, little known fact. Did you know that Metallica was looking at uh, John Bush as a singer? Yes, sir. Early on, I think after the first record came out, they were looking to bring him into the flock. Yeah, that would have been something, huh? Yeah, you know, you wonder if they would have made it, you know, as big with no, him in the band. It would have been a little or, differently, yeah. You know, there's always those I mean, those even if, if Dave would have, if Dave Mustaine would have stayed with them, you know, what, what yeah, a difference what would have happened. been. I know. It's remarkable the way things happen, and, uh, you know. But you can't forget your past, which is which is cool, you know, which is cool. They, I mean, they didn't forget their past, but um, not actually letting Dave, I don't know, that's just me, not letting them come up on stage, you know, not... Inviting them there, but not inviting them to be part of the honoree. That was. Oh, at the at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but then again, he really he didn't. I mean, he didn't really he record wrote, no records he wrote with, with the him. first and second album, man. Yeah, I know he wrote it, but uh, I think there's more like who you know they're playing on it and everything, you know. Yeah, I know, but they always they always bring along um, what do you call it? They always bring along. Um, you know, producers. The new pop player didn't. Uh, the new yeah. bass player didn't get in there, did he? Yeah, yeah. The new bass player. Yeah, all three bass players were named. That's what pisses me off because he's only on this one one album. Yeah, it's not even. You got to. I mean, you know, Trey Trey or whatever his name is. You know, he's great. You know, he's a great bass player. You know, he was. You know, but I mean, come on, how much impact has he had? Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, it's just a little weird. I don't know. 
But then again, you know, such is life. Eh, what are you going to do? All right, let me see if I can get this song up uh, next. Uh, let me get one more song on so I have a little more time to uh, wait for it. Did it come on a switchboard yet? So how about we go back to uh, a little New York City hardcore over there? Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't played anything about that in a while, so I have a little crumb suckers. Bullshit society. Suckers were Bullshit Society from the debut album, Life of Dreams. They were a kick-ass band. The, the oh, next record, yeah. Beast on My Back, was like pure metal. Like, they changed over from one record to the next. Definitely. I remember playing with those guys a couple of times back in the 80s, and they always, they put on a great show. They were a killer band. I think they were a big influence on you guys. Them, definitely. Those guys, the Cro-Mags, you know, all those oh, like bands that started bringing the metal into the hardcore together. Right, all those right, right. Bands. Definitely, C.O.C., the original C.O.C. Oh, yeah, that, well, those first couple of records were metal. great. Yeah. Corro- yeah, let's say C.O.C. was corrosion of conformity. That's right, C.O.C., uh, everybody called them later on. Yeah. Yeah, that was all good stuff metal. back then. Uh, unfortunately, none of that's making a comeback, but uh, you know, at least metal's on the rise again, but that stuff kind of like, you know, kind of disappeared. Even though I know some of them are still around, Harley's bass player from the Cro-Mags, you know, he's got his own things going on, Harley's War, some other stuff, he's still playing around, but... Also, that stuff kind of faded away. You don't even hear from it no more. Well, it's it's sort of the underground now. I mean, off, uh, you know, classic metal is, is is risen up a bit. Yeah. But I think it's sort of the underground because I got a couple of bands that I uh, pay attention to on the MySpace, uh, like the Suckers from England. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, and. Um, you know, the shit terror, you know, like, you know, the shit terror of MySpace. And there's a lot of little bands popping up, you know, and they're pretty yeah. interesting. You know, it's it's more underground right now, you know. 
Yeah, well, hopefully it'll rise up a little bit like metal has again. But uh, you know what? I guess tonight, Bobby, let alone Lucas, want to hear some exciter. Yeah, uh, Manage again on another excited song that we haven't played yet in the show, so okay. we keep our streak going. I'm not repeating one song about nine months into the show, so Excellent. we're doing pretty good. So uh, get off the first. Let me start it now because this computer's running slow as shit. The other one, so we'll get it going now. Okay. A little excited. Stand up and fight. And Sunday Night Spotlight, where we feature a, an artist from Metal on Metal Records. 
Uh, this week it's Skeletor. Great band. Here's a song called Heavy Metal Sacrifice.
that's a long one. That's okay. Skeletor, metal on metal recording artist. Uh, let me see. Uh, they got a couple of records out, these guys. They've been around since the, uh, 1999, 2000. Now they're with Metal on Metal Records, a label that we're helping to sponsor all their artists. And that was from the latest record, Time of the Sword Rulers. Hey, guys, those guys mix a little bit of everything up over there, huh? Yeah, I like that little jam at the end. It kind of yeah. reminded me of Motorhead and a little bit of you know, the bluesy shit. Yeah, a little bit of everything oh. there. Out of San Diego, California, another good really? band on Metal on Metal Diego. Records. We should hook up Bobby and uh, the Overlord fellas with the metal That's on that. That's what I intend to do. I'm gonna, Jesus, I mean, I'm going to uh, send, I believe it's Joita is the proper way to say her name. I always forget. Okay. But uh, I'm going to send her a, a little email with uh, Bobby's info, and uh, hopefully they can work something out, because they really, you know, they got a great bunch of bands on the, on this label here, so yeah. it'll be a perfect fit. But uh, I'll leave the next pick up to you. Uh, i get one more song again. I'm going to buy our guest tonight, Bobby. Should I play? I opened up with Overlord, and we played another one of his bands. Uh, excuse me, I got a mouthful of food here. Morbid Sin. Mm -hmm. uh, so should I get on another Overlord song or uh, a Seven Witches song? What do you want me to do? Uh, uh oh. You still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Now somebody just told me I'm off the host queue. Nah, you're good. That British broad, you know? Ah, uh, the hell with her. I don't know. Oh, anyway, what do you want to do? Overlord um, or? Uh, I would like to hear the Seven Witches. I'll be honest right. with you, just from a, you know. Why well, not? We got an Overlord song on already, yeah, and uh, we yeah. got a more percent. So, Lou, here we go. Another another song by our guest tonight, Bobby. Uh, this is uh, from the Seven Witches album we played on. Here's a song called Atlantis.
Beaches there, Atlantis, in the city of Lost Souls from 2000. A little bit more Bobby for you tonight. He's got a remarkable voice, man. Yeah, right? Amazing, huh? He's an incredible singer. You know, we only got five minutes left in the show, so I got to get one or two things out before we close out with one more song. Okay. And uh, our friend uh, Tony from Diatonic uh, Promotions. Promotions. Yes, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he has a show he does called Eclectic Ladyland on Reach uh, Reach Radio. It's like a UK station, but he brought a show here to Block Talk Radio last week. Oh, cool. He did his first show. Uh, it was like a test show, just feeling things out. But uh, he'll be on on Sundays. Uh, I think every other Sunday. I'm not sure what he's planning on doing yet, but he'll be on next Sunday. Just go to uh, Block Talk Radio, check out Eclectic Ladyland. This show is a great show. I mean, it's all over the place. You, you'll hear Hyrax one minute, the Bubble 1910 Bubblegum Factory the next, wow. R&B blues. Thrash, hard, I mean, he mixes everything together. That's why it's called Eclectic. Eclectic, definitely. And it's a great show. I mean, you'll hear a little bit of everything, but it's phenomenal. And uh, yeah, he's going to have Blunkin on, a band, uh, and they're going to do like a record release party for him. They're going to play the whole album. Oh. Uh, so, you know, check out his site on here, uh, Eclectic Ladyland. Also, the Heavy Metal Mayhem radio show is a supporter of the Hiss of Atrocities tour. Uh, we're, moving into the, uh, we're moving into the tour market now. Okay. Sounds so, good. Hiss of Atrocities is a <laughs> tremendous band out of uh, California. They're going out on tour. Tour starts, I believe, June 20th out in Las Vegas, and it ends up uh, August 20th at, uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So if you head over to the band's site, Hiss of Atrocities, I'll have the links up on my page, and you'll see the banner for them. Uh, you know, check them out if they're coming around your area. They're going out for the next two to three months on a, on a nice big tour. They're a great band. New metal, you know, they're a new style metal, but they're tremendous, and uh, we're supporting them. You'll see our banner up on their page, too. So right. that kind of wraps that up. So we're all out of time, Pete, but I'm going to get one more song on. Sounds good. All right, don't forget this Wednesday's Metal Matinee, 1 o'clock. It's our new series, The Year in Metal. We're going to start with 1980, the first year of the decade that metal reigned supreme. And uh, we're going to close things out with Paradox. This isn't the band from Germany. This is the American band. They start with two X's at the end. This is a rare item. It's very hard to find. I was going for, I was going for like $1,800 on eBay last year. Wow. Uh, it's just a small EP they put out. They never sold it. They never released it. They just gave it out to press and a few friends. And uh, right after this album was recorded, David Shankle from uh, Man Award joined the band. Oh. And they kind of just disintegrated after that. Now I hear that the uh, card dealers in Las Vegas and uh, in the construction field. But it was a pretty good record at the time it came out. So we're going to close things off with that. Okay. How's that sound, Tay? Sounds good, man. We All had right, great buddy. Show. Thanks for calling and talking with me tonight. I want to thank Bobby Leatherlungs Lucas. Check him out at his website. Uh, Overlord's back together again. Check out Sanctuary, his maiden tribute band. I'm going to close things off with a little paradox. Live free or die. Take care, Tay. I love it.
everybody. Take care. Have a great week. I'll see you this Wednesday for the Metal Matinee. If you were listening live, I apologize. The song ran a little long, but you'll have it on the archived episodes or the podcast later on. Have a great week. I'll see you Wednesday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.